This is just a test. Over the last few weeks, I have been having anxiety. I have been struggling. I have felt like I didn't want to go forward. I have been feeling like I want to go still. I want to crawl in a corner. I want to crawl under the couch. I want to lay in the bed. But then I have days when God reminds me of the things that he has said. And I uh, sit back and hear some things that he tells me. And then there's people that I, I follow that they you know, have prophetic words. And it is a word in that moment that I need. And I take those things in and then I come up with a whole word that the Lord has given me and a few days go and I still want to kind of crawl on the couch and go under the couch and crawl in the corner. And it became apparent to me in Revelation that this is just a test. A few days ago, I heard someone say through a message, they said that. All the things that you have gone through up until this time were just preparing you for the test. And I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then I realized, wait, this is the test. This is the test. So everything that I've gone through up until this time has been what has what God has been using or God, what God will use to prepare me for the test. Those were my assignments that I needed to pass to get to the next level to pass the big test. And so the way that I thought about this was if you were taking an ACT test or if you were writing a dissertation or if you were getting ready to graduate school, then all the lessons and things that you had taken beforehand were going to uh, be the be the be part of the preparation for the big test that you would take to get you to the reward. And what happens when you're getting ready to graduate? OK, you think that you've done well, you think you did well, you think that you, you know, you've already gone from one thing to the next thing from the next lesson. And you say, I'm doing well. So you start acting a plum fool and then something passes you by the dis- that you were distracted by in your plum fullness. And you'll be like, oh, wait, what happened? Where'd that come from? And now you trying to hustle and bustle to try to get something done because you thought that you were at the finish line, but you weren't at the finish line. You started celebrating before you even passed the finish line. And now your reward is at stake for not being received because you was acting up on full. And you write, you, you take an ACT test, all these tests, all these things that you have learned in grade school or whatever it is that you need to do are preparing you for the big test. So then what happens? You start getting testing anxiety. Oh my God, am I going to pass the test? Oh my God, am I going to do what I need to do? Am I adequate enough? Hey, this sounds familiar, right? This is what the enemy starts feeding you when you are going to get to that big test, that big test that is going to provide you with that reward that you have been waiting on. And so then last night I was, I actually follow uh, another lady online. Uh, Her name is Dr. Alexis. She has a a prophetic voice. And I really like her because she's super real. She's super dope. And her message was this was just a test. And so how ironic for me to be saying this is just a test today because the Lord needed me to hear those very words so that he can impart in me a revelation today of what I have been experiencing over the last few weeks. This is just a test. Everything that I have done, I've passed test after test after test. And God has said, I'm taking you to another level. The next level is the graduation. But there's a test even in that. And so when you know that you're about to receive a reward you're, or you have to take a test to receive that reward, 
you start getting anxiety and it starts happening. Certain things start happening that you are not used to happening. So over the last few weeks, it feels like I can't fight. It feels like I can't battle. It feels like I can't pray like I usually pray. It feels like I can't think the uh, think like I usually think how I'm able to really shift my mindset in a matter of seconds or the Holy Spirit can shift my mindset in a matter of seconds when the enemy is coming after me with lie after lie after lie. It feels like I don't want to keep going on. It feels like I won't pass. It feels like I am inadequate as if God won't be able to get through what he needs to get through to me. That's what I've been going through for the last few weeks. And if anyone knows me for real, they know that I've gone through a lot of storms and I still praise God. I have no choice. Because I won't bow down to the enemy. So if I ain't bowing down to the enemy, I'm about to go after God. I'm going after him. But the last few weeks feels like I'm bowing out. And so this morning, I ended up going back to sleep. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sleep in for a little bit. And God woke me up. And I just I just started to 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 kind of go back and forth, you know, when you're praying. And I wasn't even in prayer yet, but I'm like going back and forth, swaying back and forth, just feeling like the Holy Spirit was ready for me to start praying. And I'm like, you know what? Open your mouth. Open your mouth. And the Lord just started to come and sit before me so that we can together just pray. And the Holy Spirit was just in agreement with me over the things that were going forth before the Lord. And he revealed that this is just a test. You're about to go through the biggest test of your life, which the test is the waiting. The test is the no, uh, is the knowing that the Lord is about to provide. He's about to reveal some things to you. He is about to uh, take what has been hidden and finally reveal it. He's about to take you from going under overlooked to overbooked and not sometimes those little cliche uh, words kind of make me laugh or make me chuckle a bit because it seems so cliche but at the same time this is what the lord is saying he's saying you have been overlooked because i needed you to be in a place where you were hidden i needed you to be a place when you were in consecration where you were separated i wasn't trying to isolate you from people you know the enemy likes to make us believe that isolation is what the lord wants and that we don't have anybody but god has you got people i wasn't trying to isolate you from that i was trying to put you in a place to where it was just you and i and i was speaking to you and that you heard me and then he reminded me that he has been how he's been preparing me for test for this big test and then he reminded me that I give you words the Lord wakes me up sometimes he gives me one words but sometimes he'll give me a right now word meaning it'll be one word and I remember reading a book or reading the description of a book uh, called The Prophetic Activation by John Eckhart. And in the description, he was saying that one word could end up being a whole prophecy. And that blew my mind because I just, you know, as I'm learning uh, more uh, about prophetic, uh, the prophetic, I, um, I get really, my mind just kind of get blown, gets blown a bit about the different things that there are to know about the supernatural and about the word of God and the voice of God and how he uses us in our spiritual gifts. And so I am, I'm constantly writing down these one words that the Lord has given me. I even have a whole electronic notebook of words that the Lord have given me so that I can just put them all together and see what the story is. He's trying to tell me. And so he'll give me words that I know are you, he's using to encourage me. And then he'll give me 
I'll, I'll be in the midst of driving or walking or whatever. He'll give me a right now word that I need to look for that or expect that right now in this in, in, in whatever steps that I'm going forward in. Okay, it could be that same day. It could be actually it's usually that same day within the matter of hours. And it just as an example, one time the Lord said tire and he gave me a, an emotion from that of what I should feel, which was an urgency. And he the feeling was something's wrong with your tire. That's what that was what it summed up to be. And so I went outside to look at my tire and sure enough, my tire was flat. He gave me another word and he I was in target with my mom and he said fall. And then the urgency was that I was going to think that my mama is it my mom that fell. Five seconds later, somebody falls. And they pass out. They 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 literally pass out and they fall like um, over a display. The whole display fell and I run. And but I'm running kind of hesitantly. Not that I wasn't trying to be in a rush because it was my mom. Even though I think I knew it wasn't. Um, I was kind of just looking around the corner to say, "Wait, did this just happen? He just said fall to get in, and to be an expectation of something falling." And I look around the corner, someone had fell. And when I seen my mom coming towards me, she said, "I knew you were gonna thought, think that that was me." And I said, "Wow, God, okay, you were even telling me what somebody else was going to expect out of that moment." Okay, all right. And so the Lord was telling me that these words are just a test. You know, when your TV goes off and it has that weird, that crazy, annoying and that that weird sound, it's like, this is just a test. We are doing this. There's going to be one day, you hopefully no time soon, that there will really be that that, that test sound is really going to go off. But it's going to be the real thing. They're going to be warning us of something. Right. Hope, hope not. But they're preparing us for something. So the Lord is saying, I give you these words to prepare you. There's nothing. They're little words. But I'm giving it to you to test your ear to see that when it's time for me to tell you to go, to move, to help this person, to do that, to do that. That's the door. That's the window. That's the opportunity. Will you hear me? That is, this is just a test. So the, the prepare, the, him preparing me up until this point has caused forth anxiety because I didn't know what it was. But now once you know what something is, now you can go ahead and say, all right, well, I'm ready to tackle this. I'm ready to tackle it. I know what you're saying. I know what you have said to me. You didn't say those things just so you could say those things. You told me those things for a reason. And those were those words, those prophetic moments, those dreams, those visions were to prepare me for what is to come. And how well I do is going to be dependent on the reward. If I take the back seat, if I don't stand firm, if I don't press in, the reward might not be so big or I might have to go do this all over again. I ain't trying to go through this all over again. Are you? So I hopped on really quick to tell you, and I may be going, it may be a little random. I don't know. But if it is, I pray that somebody is able to receive something from this. I came on to tell you that it's time to press forward, sis. It's time to press forward, bro. The things that you have gone through have not been in vain. God is the finisher, the author and finisher and the perfecter of your faith. And we know, according to his word in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the greater good of, of those who love the Lord. So everything that you have gone through, every all the things that God has been preparing you for, every test that you have passed, whether you knew you were in a test or not, which some of us know we are, because sometimes we can feel a transition. If you really have this, this discerning gift, you know that there is a transition that takes place when it's time for another level. 
And you always think that next level is going to be this big thing. This, oh my God, I'm on this platform or something. And it doesn't mean that. It just means you're ready for the next test. But but, But it's time to move forward. God is about to do some things for many of us right now. He's about to start revealing things. But we have to pass the test. And I don't know about y'all, but I know what the Lord has told me. And he said that there was more for me. He never, God never has revealed to me exactly what that more looked like. It's just an expectation of what it is. When I left my job, and I think I've spoken about this a few years ago, when I left my job, they they laid us off. I had an option to apply for another position within there because they ended up laying everybody off and bringing forth some jobs made up, but uh, gave the opportunity to the whole department. And I'm like, I'm not fighting for a job. I know that the Lord told me that he had something else for me and it was more and there was more in me. So I'm going to just wait. And that way is so funny as I was listening before I came on, um, a reminder of the weight of sister Sarah Jake's, um, and I, I literally, really, I wasn't even looking for the message. I, it just popped up and I listened to it. And she was saying, I'm crazy enough to wait because I know what the Lord has promised me. And it made me think about all the people who have sent me jobs and sent me these things and sent me. Because in their mind, it, well, if I was in her position, I would just take what I could get. If I was in his position, I would just do what I could. But when God is sustaining you and it's been very evident and clear, honestly, I can't even describe in this moment. And I don't even want to explain how the Lord has upheld me and sustained me and how I literally have everything I need. We all do, but in a literal sense, everything I need. It's, it, it, it gives me more strength to just wait because I know what he has said. And if it doesn't look like what he, the weight looks like or I mean, what the more looks like, then I don't want it. I don't want it. I want what God said he had. And if I have to wait to get it, then I'll wait. I don't want to allow something else to come in or interject itself in my life. And I miss. I miss it. I don't got time anymore. I want what God says he has. I want to be who he says I am. And I that was actually when, when the Lord started really transitioning my life. That was really the prayer that I said. And y'all, ain't gonna lie. it's cold in Cleveland today. It's not cold, cold, but it went from like 90 to 50. And I'm about to go outside in my leather, my faux leather jacket. And I'm excited because I'm, I love the fall and I love the transitional season. But, <laughs> excuse me. But the prayer that I said was, Lord, mold me into me and the woman of God that you have created me to be. And I didn't even realize that those were the words that I said. And I didn't realize that there was some serious meaning to those words like I didn't realize you know at that time when I said that I was so new I wasn't even considered a babe because I don't even think I had gone back to I hadn't even gone back to church I mean I was I was studying the word for myself but it was very it was minimal and then it just started increasing and I said mold me and I I had no idea about the potter I, I just hadn't learned that much yet I, although I had spent years in church I just I wasn't there, you know, but the Lord still was within me somehow, some way. He went through all my craziness, but he was there. And I said, mold me to be the woman of God that you have created and destined me to be. There was there's such power in your words when you pray. You can't tell me prayer don't have power because that's exactly what he did. And even the word mold, I didn't understand that there was some serious intentment. Is that a word? Intention? Intentment? There was some serious intent. We just going to leave it there. Behind that word mold 
because that's what he does. He molds us. He sometimes we have to be broken. Sometimes he has to put us in the in the in the heat and all in the fire and all and mold us into being who he needs us to be. So I didn't even realize that that prayer probably wasn't even coming from me. It was probably just off of intercession of the Holy Spirit speaking to through me to pray the right prayer. And that's but that's exactly what he's been doing. So never don't think, never think that the prayer doesn't work. And sometimes we think that we pray about something that is supposed to happen overnight, but sometimes it just happens. It happens. So press in y'all. And I say this in full encouragement, even as I go through something, even as I go through a season, it uh, soon, very soon, I'll be able to talk about on the other side with y'all and hopefully encourage more people. But Stay focused, stay determined on whatever the goal is. And if you are a real believer in the Lord, if you aren't even a full believer, know that he can make you a believer. He'll make a believer out of you now. Okay. Whether you know it or not, because I've seen God transform me. Keep pressing forward. Don't, don't, don't back down to the enemy because that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to back down. He wants you to say, you know what, Lord, I bow out. I'm bowing out because I don't see nothing happening. But guess what? Right in that moment, that's where God is saying, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Don't give up yet. I was right there. That's the test. When you're ready to bow out, that's the test. What you going to do when that bow out moment comes? What you going to do? What you going to do? That's the test right there. The test may not look like we think. It's, it might be that moment. What you going to do? Are you going to say, God, I bow, I bow. I'm done. And I was ready to crawl up, roll up in my bed and crawl up in the corner. And God was like, nope. And it was something in me that said, it was, it was like, a, it was just so little. It was that rhema. I've been learning a lot about rhema words in Ephesians 6 and having the spirit I and mean, the sword. And I even had to dream about a sword a few days ago. And um, we have a sword and it's, it becomes the rhema word. So the rhema word is the logos. Well, I won't get all into that for those who don't know. But it's it, what it is, it's God's written word. And that written words be- becomes what's called the logos word, which is God's word as it is. And it's when we're reading it, when we're learning it. And then when we're reading and learning it, it's like we're storing up for a moment that we need to use it, which then becomes the Rima word. And so there were little words in me that was saying, don't give up, keep pushing. Christ strengthens you. And it it started becoming louder and louder and louder until I started opening up my mouth and I started praying and I started speaking in the spirit and I started crying and I started praising. I started worshiping God and I started finding scriptures and this and a third. And I had it almost felt like fuel in my spirit had rised up and said, OK, you're full. Now you can move forward. Now you can go and battle. And I had never felt anything like that before, but it happened. And I was just like, come on, live. It's time to go. It's time to fight. So I say that to all to you to say that you got to keep pushing y'all. I know it's so easy to give up, but what is it? What's going to happen when you give up? What's going to happen? You are you going to be in a better situation than you are now? If you just give up, what doesn't it seem so logical that there's something fighting you so that you can give up? Why would that thing be telling you to give up and not saying to keep going? (laughs) Really think about that. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep fighting y'all. All right. It's Friday. I'm going to go enjoy my weekend. I got some stuff to do with the church tomorrow. Excited about it. Um, we're going to go feed some people and um, love on some people. And I usually don't say stuff like that, but I want that. I want you guys to be more intentional about just being givers. 
and being a blessing to others. Um, I'm not looking for a hand clap or anything like that. I'm just saying be intentional. There's people walking around that are in situations that you could have been in. Most of us are one snap of a finger away from laying and sleeping up under a bridge. So be nice to somebody. If you see someone hungry, if you see someone, which people call panhandling, don't judge them. You never know what happened to them. You never know where they came from. Uh, somebody, a woman could have been beaten uh, and lost her lost her mind from being beaten and then wasn't even able to, to take care of herself. And now she's homeless. Who knows? And y'all looking at her like she crazy because she asked for a dollar. So be nice to somebody today. Love on somebody this weekend. Check on some family, y'all. All right? I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in again. I'll try to be more consistent with posting. Love y'all.